Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie, the losingest goddamn man in fantasy football, Fizz. <laughs> uh, you can tell by that laugh, we are joined by the return of the great man himself, the wild, wild north, uh, Stato, what's happening? Well, I'm I'm trying to keep up, beat, but I, I must say my fantasy worlds on Saturdays are just freaking amazing. Then um, Sundays pop along, and not so good, not so good at all. But anyway, it's uh, time to dissect, and hopefully we can find a few little bargains on our waivers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was already dead dead in the water on Friday night, so I actually had a good Ooh. week. Well, I, I think it's good because you can just go. Well, I'll have a weekend. I don't have to worry about this shit. I don't have to worry about laid outs. I can just... Um... I, rec- I reckon in the last three weeks, I've gone into about 10 minutes into the first quarter and just switched off KO. I'm going for a walk. or I'm going to watch a movie. Yeah, nice. It's It's been that uh, month of fantasy football. It hasn't been enjoyable. Fantastic. Cam, how are you? On top of the fucking world, boys, I am winning in almost all my leagues and y'all can shove it as a result. But like, I, what, it is that type of, like, it's that time of the season where everyone, like, there's some people who are just, you know, you watch a quarter and you're cooked or, you know, you, you're on top of the world. And, and I guess we've got that dichotomy going here. Steve, tell everyone who didn't listen through the week, tell everyone about hops and home talk or you know draft the draft doctors the craft doctors we've got everyone draft doctors what is it tell everyone about it well it's a we've we've launched well not we haven't even launched it we just did a trial show of um of sort of we're going to review a craft beer each week and just sort of talk about things that are going on in our home league maybe moves we're looking to make um myself jono and Jono's brother, Ross, who built the mock simulator, uh, we did the show. But I think it could be anyone. You know, maybe it's our home league. Maybe it's we talked to... We, we got no idea about Stato's home league. I, I, it seems seems strange. He, he sort of references all these leagues, but I just wonder if he's playing like some mock draft league that he, he drafted in. He's just going to follow <laughs> yeah. through the season. Maybe that's his home the league. The only one that plays it. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, win every year. Yeah. I, I have this like... I think he's just playing with like dolls, and that's what <laughs> concerns me. Is he's like he's got this setup of dolls. He looks like a doll guy, and it's he looks I'm like a doll. Looks guy. like a doll guy. Look, look at him. What he, does a doll guy look like? Other like, than me, or like you? Is it? So but the listeners don't know what that is. Um, well, maybe that's why he has the camera tilted up because he's got his collection of dolls underneath. <laughs> it. Sorry, is it is it someone with hair, Cam? He's 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 slowly like he mutes his he mutes his mic and he's like don't worry Timmy, I still love you. <laughs> How many um, Twitter accounts do each of the dolls have? Well, Breno is one. Breno's a doll. Yeah, it's it's and and uh, oh jeez, what was that? What's that lady doll's name from a while ago? That Nina. 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 <laughs> yeah, where is Nina? Well, I don't know. Right in front of you, under the camera. Did you relegate her? 
Anyway, um, yeah, no, Hobson Homebrew or Craft, whatever the hell we're calling it. It was good. It was good. Informal chat and um, a lot of fun. The trial episode is up if you haven't had a listen. Um, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, and you know what? Like, before, before you continue, if you know someone who is a craft brewer of sorts or, you know, is, is attached to a craft brewery of sorts... Get them, get them involved. Get them involved in, in what we're doing. Yeah. Um, well, it was one of the things that came out of the survey is people actually wanted to hear more about our home leagues and they also wanted to tell the stories of their own home leagues. So, you know, we might get listeners on, have a yeah. chat, have a yarn. They can pick a beer, we'll drink it and we'll talk and have a merry old time. Uh, don't forget to check out the articles every Monday, the waivers article, every Wednesday, Dozen Deals, and I think it's either Thursday or Friday, depending on which game is first up, the stream team, where Maddie is absolutely smashing it. Uh, boys, I want to talk about the Listener League. I'm coming dead last. Listeners, yes. I'm absolutely on track for the spoon. The no-list draft has not... It was fun at the time, but it has gone massively pear-shaped in reality uh, for me. So uh, you can think up a punishment. Think up a punishment for me. Uh, and if it's I get, bold. If I come last, I'll pick the uh, softest one. Will you actually do it, unlike Stato's kickflip? Yeah, yeah, of course. We'll oh, make content of out of it. Jesus Christ. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, of look, course. anything to haul myself off for a few likes on Twitter, get the dopamine flowing, right? <laughs> it's up to five. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, football was played. Leon Cameron is out. Get out. They sort of put up an effort for a little bit, uh, except for a few of them. Stato, what did you notice this week? Well, it's actually very much that point. So it's not so much what I noted this week, but what I'm excited about moving forward. So that's Leon's farewell. And as you say, there was a bit of a spark but I think what we're all interested in is to see what the role changes will be. Like, can Lockie Whitfield be put in a role where he can actually find the footy? Um, one of their best midfielders, Cogs, maybe he gets a bit of mid-time, who knows? There's so much talent on that list and played in the right roles. I think we'll see some second half of the season bonuses. And there will be some trade targets here, but it's so hard to tell who it's going to be. But if I'm going to back anyone in, it's Witty who's been so disappointed that we get back to a fantasy-friendly role. So I'll target him just in case um, the coach has had enough. What does that role look like? I think he needs to be on the halfback or the wing where he's got that capability to roam. And that's where we've seen him score 190. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I just like Cummings having a good year. He is. So maybe that upsides. Capped Cam, what did you notice? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, so for the North Melbourne team, Elmac went to the wing. This week, uh, which really freed up a couple of other people like Lockie Young, for example, and Bailey Scott scored quite well. Uh, Lockie Young interests me a little bit from a draft perspective and, and maybe it's someone you want to target off your waivers. 
I understand Hall's going to be back next week potentially. Um, but Lockie Young going 80 last week and 90 this week after L Mac went to the wing is pretty tasty and, and could be someone that, you know, if that role continues, uh, it could be good. And Noble was saying in his press conference that wings have been a really big problem for them. And L Mac was the answer to that, which is one crazy in my opinion, but two, that's just what he's going with. So that's a, a, a good, good thing to look at. Jed Anderson, uh, built his, uh, in his second game, he had 26 disposals and one tackle. And so his score actually wasn't very impressive at all. But I, I think there's maybe upside there if he's getting that many possessions, still building his match fitness. Um, and he could be a really good trade target this week while his scores are still remaining pretty low. Uh, I'd think that he can probably improve from there if he only has to build his tackle count a little bit and he's going to up his score towards that ton. But at the moment, his highest score is something like 72 in the AFL fantasy format. So there's definitely upside there if he's building match fitness. Um, Josh Dunkley really showing that he's uh, worth that mid-forward DPP. Yeah, he gets that rotation on the ball, but... I don't know if you guys saw it, but he, he was sitting pretty comfortably in the forward 50 for a lot of the game. And he's done that for the last three weeks. And it's, it's a, I, I think there's going to be a fair bit of variance in his scoring output as a result. It's not going to be those, if, if the role continues, right? I, I think there's not going to be those consistent 120s. It's going to be a one, you know, 15 followed by a 70 followed by a, you know, one 15 again. That sort of deal, Steve. Yeah, I, I was actually because I've got he's the one saving grace for me in the listener league, and I was like, I might put him on the table because he's got value. But we've just seen these forwards, probably Cogs is a prime example. He got uh, kicked out of the midfield a few weeks ago, but he got he kicked three goals. So yeah, he really hit his score, and I think he had a good score the week after, but without solid midfield time. If you didn't trade him, then you really missed the boat. Um, once these guys aren't getting good midfield rotation and they're like, I mean, above 35%, which I think he is still getting, but he's starting yeah. to get close to, it, it's really hard to be consistently good. I mean, Western Bulldogs is a good team, so they should be able to kick some goals and he is still putting the score there as a forward, but I'm sort of with you, Cam, but you're going to have to fetch a pretty penny for him. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, trade. I, I, for me, it's probably maybe consider not putting the V or C on him, to be honest, in a, in a captain's on league. Because for, for me, like, uh, another example of this would be like Isaac Heaney, right? Like earlier on the year, you know, just crushing it, like had a really couple of really good games and then he's been stuck in the forward 50 for the last few weeks. And he, you know, if those goals don't come, it's really hard to see him build a score. It could be similar with Dunkley, except the, the, the big difference is that in a winning side, he junks super hard. Like he, he has one of the best junking outputs in the league. He just, you know, fourth quarter, teams winning, he's good for plus 24 points. Well, I remember I got shat on for this. I, I had Toby Green, what, outside the top 30 at the start of the year, and I got shat on for this. Well, He's the same, that's the same sort of thing, right? Like, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. It's, I guess the difference would be that 
you know, you'd expect Dunkley to be playing in the mid. Like you, you bought him based on him being in the mid. Oh, you knew there was yeah. risk. For uh, yeah, yeah, and the risk is Bevo, right? Um, and then the fi- the final point is just uh, Ben Hobbs, just Ben Hobbs, so good, so good, going to be an exceptional player. Really, really. Should good. We start calling him Roy. That is a tough topic this week, given what um, Andrew Simons died. Oh fuck! Roy. I meant Roy, like the natural Roy, <laughs> the, from the movie, the baseball mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what you think of cricket. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to edit. <laughs> it's like going back to cans. <laughs> hey man, we got but, we stayed in number. Like, we went up in the rankings. That guy's Twitter rankings because of cans. I saw. Despite I saw. that show. Despite, yeah. And he hates cans. So yeah. Yeah. Tough scene for cans. Get fucked. Anyway, uh, what I noticed, uh, you got to pay attention, people. you got to pay attention the laid out. It's not just the laid out. You have to shift. It can also affect the other players. We had Pendlebury laid out. Well, you just yeah. had Braden Maynard's best game of the year. Uh, I was actually targeting yep. him in the keeper league. Uh, unfortunately, I missed the boat there, despite having a pretty good offer out, I thought. Um, North Melbourne, Simpkin laid out. <laughs> Bang, LDU, best game in like eight weeks. Like a rosterable score, so it's not just the the player who's out that's affected. It can give uh, certainly other people's game a bit of a boost, especially those sort of they're like they're both sort of marginal bench rosterable players, depending on the league you're playing in. So they put out pretty good scores. Always it could good be to have to f- your finger on the pulse. Could be the same thing with Jed Anderson, why he scored, you know, or why he gathered more possessions, I guess, uh, in that game. But um. What'd you offer? For Maynard? Well, you said you, yeah, yeah, I, what was the offer? Uh, this is the keeper. I offered um, Dugowie for Maynard, I reckon, and, oh, and Hopper. Oh, Dugowie for Maynard and Hopper? Yeah. For a team that's competing. Well, Maynard's on mm. his bench, like not even playing. Hopper's out for another friggin' two months. Like, yeah, I'm trying to sell to go. He's so hard, man. Yeah, what what's going on there? Do you well, he's going to lose forward status, and he's going to be unplayable next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, terrible in keepers. Yeah, remember, remember Isaac Smith's day, though. Yeah, yeah. Sad, tough scene. Anyway, waivers. What do you got? All right, well, I'll start with a few in the, the shallow, and I think I mentioned him last week, but he got to be mentioned again, and that's Blake Akers. Continues his great form, 113 on the wing, pretty impressive. Uh, next one player that I've been hot on over the years, but he's scoring the last probably 14, 15 months has not been good at all. That's uh, Tom Papley. Um, but when he's in form, he's an absolute jet. And, of course, he's a stream option only. We must uh, clarify that that will be the case for him. Uh, 63% owned, but can go massive on his day. It had a ton on the weekend. The next one, James Aish, 73% owned, two tons back-to-back. He's really good for any defence. Uh, it's 100 and 108 in the last two weeks. Uh, and last but not least in the shallows, Zach Guthrie. 
61% owned. Has a tough matchup this week, but last 208 and 83 is certainly a worthwhile addition in your defence. Stater, what waivers? What like this must be the doles again, right? But like, what what league are you playing where Blake Acres ninety percent owned on Ultimate Footy is available? Um, so if you're playing the old um, um, three, four, and three as a midfielder, he will be available. He's uh, not in the top forty mids. Is that the format you play with the doles? Yes, I okay. play a lot with dolls. Good. Okay, cool. As long as well. Okay, cool. That's why we cover the shallows, which is high percentage owned in your midfielders when you only have 40 that are actually playing in any given week. Mm. Um, there will be players available. And because he's not a sexy name, that's why he'll still be available. Fair enough. And good coverage if you just lost steel. Yeah, for sure. Strange, strange areas that you're continuing on with this cam. It was funny I at just, first, but now it's kind of. I'm just really concerned by 90% waivers getting talked about for waivers. I don't, I don't know how to achieve that. Well, how can I give us yours? Well, then? You, you look on the list and find someone that's 90% owned, and then you. Can talk <laughs> <about>. <laughs> um. So I, my shallow, I've just got one, and actually, I think it could be one of those weeks. Where so, 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 hold on. I've done a fair bit of research. Mate. And included one that's over uh, 75%. And you've just opened a book and looked at it. Oh, there's one. There's one. Well, look, I, I actually think it's one of those weeks where it's better to hold off and, and go up the RFA order and wait and see what people drop. But I, I've kind of gone for shallow anyway. James Aish, 71%. Uh, been exceptional the last two weeks playing off a wing, uh, averaging 95 over his last three, including two tons. I think he looks... Really, really good. From a deeper league, I think there's a bunch of value to be had. Uh, maybe I could have put Sam Berry in the shallow league, actually, because he's now 72% owned. Consideration for Sam Berry is, again, those disposal, that disposal count is quite low. So he almost had more tackles than disposals this week with 14 disposals to 13 tackles. It's not sustainable. It's not. So, so that will go down. The challenge is that he's a forward and that is still going to be a rosterable score in most leagues. Um, Connor Buderick, 35%, fourth game back. Uh, I said last week he was a good option. This week he pumped out like a 78 or something similar. Looks like he's a key cog in that defensive line and he's going to be the running halfback option. Also consider that the Suns have changed their game plan a little bit and the kick to handball ratio that I talked about last week was up again this week. Like it's a they are definitely looking to kick the ball. It was a wet game. Yeah, and it was still up. Like that's what it's, you do. You kick the shit out of the ball. Look, I, I think the fact that he saw enough of the ball and got enough marks meant that uh there's probably a a defensive uh, move forward game plan being deployed, which could be really. Sean Lemons looked good today, like from a, a score perspective. Didn't look good from a playing perspective, but from a score perspective, he looked good. And that means I think they're moving the ball off the halfback a little bit more. Zach Guthrie, echo your comments, Stato, 61% owned. I, I think uh, Jackson Haitley, 
might have finally Steve, clicked. Steve, did he say he just had one? Oh, he's I had one. Sh- we'll get to a question that- later, and a lot of it's going to be answered by the things that are coming out of his mouth now. So, <laughs> right, we'll just bide our time on that. I don't even know how to where to go from here. I said one shallow league. There's plenty of deeper right, league options. Right, right. Um, but now I'm concerned about talking about Mason Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's been good. Like it's not someone that again in a deeper league. Like it's not going to be a sexy name, but he's 38 percent owned, 81 in the last three. And if if they're a winning team, he's going to perform well. He's running up the wing, taking marks, getting back, kicking goals. Like he's Looking okay. He he looks really good when he's actually playing that wig role. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah, I had most of those guys too. Um, Tommy Atkins oh, again. The Twitter's going to answer it, man, when we yeah, get well, this there. is me. I'm not fucking talking about dolls like <laughs> you, mate. Um, yeah, again, Tommy Atkins, bad matchup against Port. I did have Haitley. Uh, he had the massive CBAs last week. I'll be interested in what he had this week, but it seems he was a bit freer. Um, I also had Ed Richards, 33% owned against the Suns. Yeah, really interesting what's going to happen down at the, the kennel. Uh, if they've got Bailey Dale and Caleb Daniel as free agents, maybe if you're in a keeper league, Ed Richards is a savvy little stash because that payroll's got to be pretty full, I would have thought. And also Melbourne play the Kangaroos. Well, we thought it was going to be a slaughter uh, this week. Uh, ben Brown winning the Amber Heard Shit the Bed of the Week award. Oh, uh, absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Uh, mm. So we'll move on from that. Don't trust you. But uh, I'd imagine they should win that match. Trade targets mm, of the week. You disappointed me. Disappointed me. Uh, yes, I've got one. Uh, Seb Ross. Now, with still going down six to eight weeks, they're saying <clears throat> it's likely that he's one of two people that get a bit of a bump here. He's had a, a, a couple of games where he started scoring quite well. Then Zach Jones has reappeared in that team. Um, and he just got moved out a little bit. But we're still going down. I reckon he's back in. So I reckon uh might be a bit of a search for, for Seb Ross and it might be worthwhile for you. Second time he's appeared in the trade targets. God damn. Seb, wow. Seb Ross. Cam, who you got? Um, Stan I mentioned it earlier actually. I think uh Cogs might be a decent ish buy. So coming I'm, up from Poultry. If you're buying. Yeah, and like I I think there's a world where post and, and this is the gamble, right? Like it's the I think this is for a team that is middle of the ladder to lower end of the ladder that needs to somehow save their season. It's not for an upper end. Like don't, don't, don't risk your season for this, but it's a, you know, given the, the coach change, his role could change. So coming off of 49 today in AFL fantasy and 39 in super coach, there's a lot of stank, uh, there. And I feel like, if he's given the right role, like he's proven before that his role, given the right role, he can score. I, you know, it's it's a gamble, but if you're on the lower end of the ladder, I'd feel like I'd throw out maybe something that's equivalent to his last three average, which I think is about 75 off the top of my head, um, to a, a 79 for his last five average. So somewhere in that range, I think, 
could potentially garner you a pretty good pretty good value trade. Oh, what sort of position are you? So you're doing talking forward for forward. Um, no, I talk mid for for forward. So sorry, I'd, for a mid, I'd trade higher, so somewhere between eighty five um, ish for a forward. For a forward, for forward, it would be that range. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, I don't know which one to go with. Uh, I got two washed up dudes. I got Tom Mitchell and Patrick Dangerfield. I both just think they're going to be super, super cheap. No one wants a bar of them. Titch, I can only really, he, he wasn't really that bad, but he's not returning value. Uh, we sort of talked about it actually on the, uh, whatever that stupid show we recorded was, Craft Hops. Because uh, <laughs> Ross had traded for Titch, and I think it was a great trade. So I think there's, like where he is now, he's he's like an M four E five E kind of guy, and really can't get much worse than what he's doing. Uh, obviously, being rested isn't great, but maybe that's helping get the deal done. Dangerfield, he's had those games where he was sick. He came back, he was poor, you'd say, but again, he still commands so much midfield time. They're going to be a winning team most of the team, playing on that quick deck first up. Not sure it suited him. So once they get back down to uh, GMHPA. And he gets a few games under the belt. I'd expect him to to pick up a little bit, but I'm not offering heaps for him. Mm. I can't get. I can't quit these old dudes. All right, John Jarrett, junk time player of the week. Cam, who you got? Ah, oh, jeez, I actually didn't research. Go Stato. Well, I actually thought it was a cheeky one. Uh, not quite as good as um, our winner last week, but the lizard. Um, pumped out 42 points in the, the last quarter. Wow. After what I would judge as a, a reasonably quiet match, but uh, went whammo in the last. I, my gut feel was Bontempelli going in. So he was leading up to quarter time. He was sitting on, I think, I reckon 70. And he, he pumped out a 43-point last term. Wow, that's quality. That, yeah. Yeah, I had Carl Amon. Oh. How'd he go? Oh, I don't have the scores. Hang on, give me a sec. 47 points for, for Bonts in the last. Wow. 39 for Carl Amon yes, in the, right the last. Who are you going to give it to? Well, we'll let the listeners do a poll. So we had Amon. Bont. Bont. At, and Lizard. And Lizard. That lizard score is is pretty outrageous, actually. I reckon that's the winner. Uh, and then you've got uh, everyone's favourite Callum Mills for forty five in the last. But he 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 hit one hundred and fifty, right? In the yeah yeah yeah. That's just the he he didn't save his game from the yeah the last. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, Ball adjacent player of the week. Who we got? Oof. I know who I got. God. Sam Draper gets stuffed. <laughs> yes. Love the get stuffed attitude. That's uh, that's good. What do you score? You haven't got the scores. Oh uh, yeah, I do actually. Uh, well, I play Super Coach. That's where I pl- I had. He- I was smart enough to bench him in Dream Team Cam because he scores bad in Dream Team. Unfortunately, he scored seventeen in Dream Team this week, which was triple. His super Holy coach score shit. Of six. Oh wow. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's got to win it. I was going to nominate, and it would have been ugly to do so, Toby Green. Ooh. Smacked out of 33. Six um, for a Ruckman who didn't get no, injured. No, you've got to go six. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> what are you doing? Let's put, let's put that to, so hang on. Let me give context there. So he's had, fucking hell. He's had 16 hitouts for his 17 in AFL fantasy. Six frees against. Six frees against. Wowee. Just completely dominated by the superior ruck pairing of Peter Adams and Tom Hickey. Just, you can't beat yeah, that. Can. Which has been one of the easiest ruck combos. Well, actually, they haven't been a combo. They've been one of the easiest yeah. ruckmen to score against. Yeah. Owie. So, uh, Sam Draper, it's curtains for you. Ah! Look at that! Ooh. Unbelievable. On to the listener questions. What, you didn't think that was good? That was good. Which? Yeah. Which? Good. Draper curtains. Yeah. No? It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It was good. That's eight. Let's move that's on. That's 80. Uh, wasn't that good. That's 80 open mics gigs worth of uh, repertoire there. Anyway, Ollie, Ataran and Cogs both cooked. Uh, no, neither are. Um, old Taz. Uh, yeah, that's it's a really interesting one. Um, he needs a bit of a spark. I don't know if he's labouring because of that injury. But he got a 86 the week before, I feel. Um, so the right role, right time, um, I think long-term he could be good, whether he can do a back end of the season like he did last year. And Cogs could be the number one forward for the remainder of the year with a new coach. So I think it's a wait and see. He also asks, who will benefit from Steele being out? Seb Ross. Um, people have said Crouch, but I don't think he's going to benefit no. more than what he's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think Jay Gresham might be the other. Yeah. I think I think the difference with Crouch was, we talked about a little bit on a few weeks ago, the sell option for Crouch because he could come back, but I think that's gonna that probably won't happen is the benefit for him. His tackles numbers are outrageous for an inside-outside mid. He's been awesome. He's like, been so good. Fuck me. Um, I, I wouldn't play... This is the problem with Tyrone is dudes have drafted him as probably their F2. You can't start him this week against Melbourne, I don't reckon. No, you're right. Uh, Frio asks, this was not the Tom Powell experience I was promised. <laughs> yeah, no, no one said to play him. So I, I picked him up. I picked him off the waivers and I, I benched him. Right? Like, there's no. If you saw his state league numbers, they weren't good in the state league. No. Like, it, it's it's not like he's putting up tons in the state league. He was getting twenty disposals, max. Like, it's a. You hope he develops into an eighty forward. Um, you hope. Is Sam Berry legit? I think he is for a forward. Yeah, but he's not, how long is he going to be a forward for? Oh, just the year, Stato. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, happy Proust season to you all. Yep. Oof. Yes. Uh, I actually didn't. I actually didn't think he'd turn up again. But obviously, once you're number one and you've only got, um, you know, a, a developing ruck against, there was always that opportunity. But um, I, I think he's more of a ninety guy, to be honest. Really, 40, yeah. 44 hitouts today. 
Yeah, but who was he rucking against? Yeah, I, I get it, but he's he's averaging now 100, isn't he? Like, who's he versus? No, he's 99, but oh. that's what I say. He's a, he's, a, he's a 90s guy. Ha! Jono's absolutely losing it. He, had, he thought he had it in the bank in the home league, and he's been steamrolled oh, on Sunday with the third ha! highest score in the league. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, suck dicks, Jono. Uh, next question. Are Blakely's last, Blakey's last two scores real, or is he just a 70s guy like you, Stato? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he has, uh, this is his scoring for the 81, 81, 106. Uh, 55 was a bit surprising against North, but we're finding that the ball's not in the defence a lot. Uh, 67, uh, 74. 64, 98, uh, 93. So I think he's a low 80s guy. I think what's interesting there is the the difference between McInerney and Blakely. So, like, it feels like they both can't score well at the same time. Yeah, they do play different roles. You're talking Blakey's actually quite deep. He's... He's starting to take over all of the kicking. So I think Lloyd had two for the day. Yeah, wow. Like he had the rest of them. Yeah, cool. He is a superb kick. So we're talking uh, one, two, three, four, five out of his nine games have been over 80. Nice. That's pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ollie says he enjoyed some... Bolter XPA, which he thought was very nice, but it was our beer of choice on the Craft Doctors. I'd never had it. It was great. Great. Cam says, with Williams gone for a while, Ash, Ash, or Jeremy Howe as replacement? Ace? Ash, Ash, or Jeremy Howe? Uh, uh, Ash. Um, on the form of his last two, two tons on the trot. But I'd almost, you know, off the waivers anyway, like see if you can get Ash and Ash, just because I feel yeah. like Ash is such a good gamble with the coach changeover. Can we talk about that for a second just to get off topic? Yeah. Because yeah. all I saw on Twitter was, oh, this guy's going to move to halfback. This guy's going to move into the midfield. Oh, this guy's going to, and I'm like, man, how, who knows? You, you don't know. Actually, actually, some of the worst comments I saw were Ash was a half back. That that is just flat out wrong. Actually, so he in the in in the lower tier was a midfielder. He was brought up as a midfielder. It's not that you know he played his first season as a half back. It doesn't mean he's a half back. So I actually I think there's maybe just I agree with you, Steve. An element of just no one knows what the, what McVeigh is going to do. And all you're doing with these players is taking a risk, a bit of a gamble to try and get some upside, and that, that's it. That's the whole play. Yeah, if one of the yeah, but Ash is free, that's think, fine. That's correct. Yeah, the the majority of the um, young stars that come through are all bloody midfielders anyway. To be fair, that's where they play their junior career. So the majority are midfielders to start with. So Perryman um, never played outside, never played in defence. He was just a midfielder. Cumming was a midfielder. 
So that's like, like people saying, oh, Whitfield to halfback, Ash to halfback, all these, those guys are playing pretty, like, you know, Cummings playing pretty well. Yeah. There's not, they're not just going to push everyone out. Like Ward still exists. Tom Green still exists. I don't know. Who? Tom Green in the midfield. Who? Toby's son. Toby's son. There's only one Green in my eyes. Didn't touch the footy this week, but he's still in my eyes. Man, he should be free. He, he'd be cheap. Man, imagine you bought him and they just went, yeah, fuck it, Toby, go in the midfield. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's big target. Yeah. He should be free. Like, really? Yeah. Like, nothing. Um, easy peasy. What relevant names are in contention to get DPP in round 12? Oh, God. I haven't looked, if I'm honest. Uh, Bailey Smith. No, fuck off. Bont? Bont is... Bont, Bont, is, Bont will be up there. Yeah, Bont will be up there. Bailey Smith will. 37% no up forward before this round. Where are you getting that stat from? From champion data. What are you paying the for? People that do the stats. Really? 37% upfield? Yeah. Don't wow. listen to Warney ever. I'm going to actually just send Warney a little message. Say, Cam hasn't been listening to you lately. Same. That's totally disrespectful, Cam. 37%. You won't be the doorman next time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Um, Cam says, ah, geez. Good work, good work. Liz, Elliot Yo or Greg Clark in a draft league? Clark shit the bed tonight like Amber Heard. Yes. Oh, to, be, to be fair, um, he had the week off with COVID and he didn't get the opportunity to, to train during the week. So I think he'd come out on Friday. So it's going to impact some. Even Chero was impacted for two or three weeks. Continue to play, but... Tank were impacted. I so um, I think we can give Clark a, a little bit of leniency. And I think he is a better pick than Yo. Um, Yo seems to be body-wise in a bit of trouble. Wow. Because it, Greg Clark, that's crazy like, to hear and, and refreshing to hear, Stato. Thank you. Because the I feel that Clark, cause Clark's first quarter was good. To be honest. So, so he, he put the points on the board and then he tapered off, right? But to yeah. hear that he's a better pick than Yo is, is like, that's, it's awesome to hear. Thank you. I think that's great. Pleasure. I'll, I'll bring my dolls around later on today. Dear God. Um, we can, we can have a play together, Cam. Get the tea party out. Uh, Liz, <laughs> Jack Billings for DPP round 12. He wouldn't have played enough games, so you need to have the um, the games criteria to get it. Well, that'd be pretty close. There was his first game this week. No, second game this week. Yeah, so For, yeah, first, I doubt it. First, first. I think he'll still get it. To be honest, he oh, was very games. forward. Yeah, three games. He'll get it. I I would also, have thought he just played. Didn't he just play pure wing? No, it's pure forward. It was, yeah. He was, yeah, it's half forward. Okay. Um, 
Easy peasy Hunter Clark season. Nah. I'm not sold. They had the bye. Is, is he played VFL? Yeah, he played one game in the VFL. He played across half back. They gave him a little bit of midfield time uh, in the last quarter, apparently. He had 26 touches, but they had the bye this week. So okay. we'll have to see. Uh, and not ease him back in. They, they, I know they'll preparing him to play in the midfield, but you've got to think they're going to ease him back in. I think I think the not sold perspective from Steve is like lean into it because he's an owner, right? Like he's you got him, yeah. right? Liz, also yeah, asked, he does, he does, yeah. he doesn't want to admit it. I oh, know, I do, I have him he, across the board. He invested a lot. It was second rounder on him, was it? At least. No, it was about fifth. At least. About fifth round. Don't, don't draft injured players, I think, is the Steve motto. Oh, do your drafts in the, in the, between the last preseason game. That's when you do them. It was the following day, wasn't it? it was, yeah. Our draft was on whilst, and that he, day. he got injured about 30 minutes after I made the pick. <laughs> and we did the listener league the week before, so. And I think we did the, wow. the Keeper League the week before that. He was my first round pick in the Keeper League. Oh, no. Cross the board. Uh, Chad Warner season. So yeah. good. So good. Yeah. So when 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 we did that trade um, with Callum Mills, th- that was the big miss that I, I didn't target Warner. Yeah, I've got Warner, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You're goddamn right. It's so You're good. Goddamn right. He is a ripper. He's so and, and good. And I loved it. I loved him last year too. Really. Me hard. too. I, I went hard for him in my homekeeper at the you know traded picks to get him and all that sort of stuff. And you know, I feel like I haven't overspent given the return. Really happy. He, he's the reason why Parker got forward status. Yeah, hundred percent. Like they're they're, yeah. they're blooding him. They they yep. yeah. Uh, Matthew, thoughts on Boke? What happened? It's a rest game, man. He played forward. I, I wouldn't look too much into it. Playing North. Play, yeah, yeah, playing forward against North should be good. Well, like... Yeah, yeah. It, it's this thing that um, maybe this is giving people rest in game. So, you know, it's 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 not a major stress. The, the interesting thing, the best way to manage them is to give them the whole day off. Um, but, you know, it must be... It must be some of their individual wishes, you know, the the mental part of it. I'm in this routine. I need to play each week, and that keeps me to my best ability. So if they're going to think like that, so managing their headspace, then trying to manage their body just means you put them in a different position. I wouldn't panic too much, but I could imagine there would be quite a few people that would have had the C on him. Yeah, absolutely. Um Alex asks, does Cam whisper into the mic or are my headphones shit? Now, Alex, this is the point I was alluding to earlier, what I do purposefully in the edit suite, because this is, honestly, we overproduce this podcast, if anything. Uh, (laughs) I dial back Cam's volume so you don't have to hear the shit takes. You might... doing a service here you might think did did he just talk about state on dalton and you'll be like i'll just forget about it don't worry about it not a thing i don't know where that comes from i I have to sit we we, me and stato we have to sit here listen to it i have to listen to it again in in the uh edit suite the producer's suite and uh 
hear these audible turds come down my... I'll dial it down for you. All right, Alex? All right? Thanks, buddy. So, love your work. Uh, Carl asks, wrote last week about my team having six scores but sitting bottom three, ended up doing a Hail Mary mega trade, which was me shipping off Parrish and Dale for McRae and Trelaw, and he still lost. See you next year. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It does. It does. You should just be like us and have bad teams. You don't don't feel so bad. Uh, Cam's burner says Essendon suck. Yeah. Huge if true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, did you see our boy, Mabby or Troll, nutting four goals, which was just as many as Fremantle kicked? Yeah. They were good goals that's too. Amazing. Goal. I can't believe they won that game. Not only won it, they're up. Won it in. They're style. up here for back to back games uh, in a week and a half. So um, I'll send you some photos of the boys. So you're all lifelong fans. I'll get everything signed for you. Send it down. I'll get a couple of dolls signed for you. Oh, good, <laughs> good. <laughs> Still don't know what that was about. Uh, well, they're in the Great West of Great. <laughs> just leaning in. <into laughs> just leaning in. They're in Western Victoria this weekend, and there is some serious uh, conversations about whether we go support our boys. You gotta go. You gotta go. have to go. It's the inferior rat. You've gotta fucking go. There, it's, come on. I haven't been to a game in like six years and I really want to keep it that way. Oh, fair enough. Can you imagine like going out in a limb and supporting the Suns and then when they show up in your town and your front doorstep, which I assume in Western Victoria, it's a big fucking doorstep, right? It's the whole Western Victoria. They're there and you're not gonna go. Well, yeah, the doorstep's the three-hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going, Jesus Christ. All right, boys, let's wrap this Stato up. Stato needs a curry. Let's get out of here. Yep. Oh, what's for dinner, Stato? Uh, I'm going to have some flathead and salad. Jeez, that sounds good. Yeah, it's a good, fair, fair call. That's good. All right, thanks for checking it out, listeners. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.